Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. I am so excited to be back with you today. We are going through some crazy times right now. We've got a market that's up and down. We've got a world that we just can't seem to get our hands on in regards to what's happening. But today I brought in one of my good friends and an expert in the industry to be with us today. Talk a little bit about some things that you can do as we look at the risks that we're facing with the market and what's happening out there. I brought with me today Joel Weimer from Weimer Wealth Management. Joel, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. I always look forward to our conversations. Joel, you've been a good friend of mine now for a couple of years. We've uh, spent a lot of time together in webinars, uh, various podcasts, or other things that we do. But uh, I know some of our listeners haven't got a chance to know you that well. Would you mind taking a minute and telling a little bit about your history and also a little bit about Weimer Wealth Management and what you do? Uh, sure. I, you know, I started in this business well over 30 years ago now. Uh, seems like forever ago, but uh, you know, I, I got introduced to the financial services business from a friend of mine who happened to be a golf partner. And uh, I was a young kid, he was a little bit older, and he said, hey, I think I have an opportunity for you to get into a business that might be a career for you. And that was the insurance business. I started in the old, the agency model, and you worked uh, under an agency, and you know, you sold insurance to people as part of financial services. I, I really liked it. I uh, wasn't very good at it, to be honest with you, but I loved it. I loved the way that you could help people and uh, for the best interest of families and, and individuals. But I showed up one day to work about six months into it, and the lights were off and the doors were locked at the agency. <laughs> so unbeknownst to me, overnight or over the weekend, yeah, the head of the agency had skipped town, uh, abandoned his house and shut the doors and uh, took off because he was uh, taking advanced commissions and, and writing bad policies. So, uh, you know, it was, a, it was kind of a common thing back then when, you know, you could get all of your commissions up front and it was, you know, you didn't have to prove that that policy was gonna stay in force. But unfortunately, they owed me about $1,200 at the time. And uh, at that time, that was all the money in the world to me. You know, I didn't have a place to go or anything to do from that point in time. So I actually went to work for General Electric. I didn't like it, uh, hated every day of it. Um, it was a great company, nothing wrong with it, but the benefit of working at GE was I met my wife, Kelly. So yeah, that was about 39 years ago. We've been married for 36 years. Uh, so that was the one great thing that came out of my uh, time at General Electric, but uh, I never lost my love for the financial services industry during all that time. So I just walked out one day, uh, didn't really tell Kelly, she wasn't too happy about that, but so I, I just started my own business and tried to do this all on my own. And so I'm a 30 year overnight success, I guess you'd call it, right? It's, uh, you know, my learning curve was much longer because I didn't have that structure of the big corporate, you know, say uh, Northwestern Mutual or Merrill Lynch or so forth, but it forced me and this has been a tremendous benefit to my career, Dave. It forced me to go out and find the answers on my own. And it really forced me to learn the strategies behind those answers, not just have a pat answer to everything. And that's been probably the greatest benefit to my career over time, you know, although that learning curve was, was much longer. So as it exists today, like you said, uh, I own a business called Weimer Wealth Management. My son Colin works with me. Uh, we have a couple other support people and advisors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been just, you know, the passion of my life to, 
you know, to help people that way. Joel, I love overnight 30-year success stories. <laughs> I, I wish more people understood the process that goes through success. Oftentimes they see us at a point in our life where we've reached success and they think, oh, that just happened. I, I knew him maybe as a kid when he didn't have anything and now he's very successful and very accomplished and that just had to have happened overnight. Well, like you say, it takes time, it takes effort. And I do love your story about how you've had to learn a lot of it on your own. I took similar path. I've always worked for either myself or very small companies where we didn't often times have those resources, but it has uh, taken my curiosity and expanded it. I'm a very curious person by nature, love learning about new things, and so it's just taken that and expanded it with what I do. Again, the learning curve probably for both of us could have been quicker had we worked in a you know major corporate structure, but I don't think we would be as curious today to find the answers that we are uh, having not gone through all that hard work and the struggles really because I didn't make any money early on in this, in this business. Thank God Kelly had you know a, a steady paycheck at General Electric and the benefits, or I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. One of the things, though, that I think it does do is it teaches us to question things. It teaches us to look at things different. And if you look at what I do as an educator now, I focus on retirement risk. That's what I do. I don't have a lot of friends out there in the financial service industry that I don't work with on a regular basis that are dealing with those things. I mean, if I were to go out there to the main industry, talk to some of the big brokerage houses, they don't want to talk about all those risks. They don't want to talk about all the things that can go wrong because that's not necessarily a pleasant discussion. We want to talk about rate to return, where the market's going out. We're going to get you this great retirement. And that's why I've appreciated too about what we've both done is it's made us question the norm. What does that look like? And I think it's put us in a better position to help people, especially as we look at situations like right now. Right now, we've got a market that seems to be crazy. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. What are some of your thoughts of what's going on right now uh, with the market and maybe where we're headed? Yeah, wow. Volatility is back in a big way, isn't it? I mean, we've seen, you know, it was a little volatile. Of course, coronavirus was volatility there, but uh, the last month or so has been absolutely crazy. But, you know, to your point, I think what we're talking about now, financial textbooks will have that as standard fare in 20 years. But, you know, it's very hard to turn the Titanic. You know what I mean? It takes a very long time. That's why they hit the iceberg, right? So it takes a very long time for a major massive industry to catch up with change. And I think you're exactly right. What we're talking about now isn't the norm simply because it takes so long of a period of time for an industry to change. So we'll see this 20 years down the road. Unfortunately, you know, the people that we talk to now who are either close to retirement or moving into retirement don't have that 20 year period to wait for, for the industry to catch up. So I think that, again, that goes back to why it's so important for us you know, to continue to bring that education and that message to people today. It's very interesting for me. I obviously come across a number of educators in the space with what I do as a CPA. I definitely come across a lot of CPA educators, people that have been CPAs for decades that have been educating. And it's interesting to see as they've changed. Three or four years ago, the topics we talk about now were not that important to them. Now the thought leaders are changing, and I think you're exactly right. Then the, the big companies follow, and we start getting to a point where we can solve these issues. But I know one of the issues right now, with the market being where it is, that is very concerning to me is that volatility for the future. If you're just getting into retirement, one of the terms we use is sequence of return risk, that if the, the market goes down at the wrong time. Joel, can you talk a little bit about why that's so problematic in retirement, where maybe it wasn't so much during the working years? Yeah, and that's a great point because that, that becomes, in today's uh, talk anywhere, today's thought process, 
it becomes a rate of return conversation basically but you know if we look just at a little bit of history i think that's important for us to understand social security and pension plans for our parents grandparents were a major part of their retirement process or their or their retirement income um, but as you know pension plans are largely gone for most people right they just don't exist today and Social Security has not kept up with the pace of the increasing cost of living. So the issue then becomes is the, the baby boomer generation, who is mainly what we're talking about here, is they became an asset-based retirement planning generation. And then the only way to address that is through rates of return, right? But we see the problem of that now as, you know, rates of return are declining now, you know, just like they did in 2008 or the 2000 tech bubble, or even just that short period in 2020 where we had to shut down the economy, these unforeseen events, what should be a planning issue, and I think that goes back to the foundation of all this, we should really be talking about planning. We should be goal-oriented, plan-based, and long-term in nature, not focusing so much on the rates of return because short-term we have no control over rates of return. And, and again, that's what induces the panic for people like when we see today, it was down a thousand points on the Dow at one point today. And you know what, uh, our phone hasn't rung today at all. And you say, well, that's kind of surprising because people, you know, given what's happened the last three or four weeks, plus a thousand points down today. And the reason the phone didn't ring today is because we're not focused on rates of return. We're focused on planning and how to create that income on a consistent, predictable basis, which takes the rate of return conversation out of there. And we look back at, you know, again, uh, retirement's a relatively new concept. It's within a hundred years is when we started talking about retiring. People before that worked until they dropped. They didn't really consider, you know, retirement of doing nothing as a concept. You know, at that point in time, you had no choice but to, you, know, you worked in your early 20s until you're 65 years old or so. You, you drew Social Security and you had a pension. Well, again, pensions are gone. Social Security hasn't kept up with the pace of the cost of living. And life expectancy for that 65-year-old at that time was about five or six or seven years, right? So you retired at 65, you dropped dead at 70. That old nest egg philosophy of how you save money for retirement, that was entirely possible over a 40-year working career. Today, we look at that same situation. You've got somebody who retires. You can draw on Social Security at 62 now. If you're both 62 and married, the actuarial tables say that one of you is going to live to your early 90s. So, you know, that's a 6x times problem and it's almost impossible, probably I'd say it is impossible, to save a large enough nest egg to sell off assets during that entire time or lose money during that entire time in order to fund retirement. So therein lies the problem. And that's where volatility really causes all its problems today because we're focused on rate of return when we should be focused on how do we create predictable, steady and increasing streams of income going forward. Medicare insurance can be overwhelming and you may have lots of questions. We have teamed up with Medicare Compare USA to get your questions answered. Visit MedicareCompareUSA.com forward slash retirement risk advisors for a complimentary Medicare insurance consultation today. 
Yeah, it seems like we get way too focused on asset growth and asset allocation, which is where the returns come from generally versus income allocation. And as we look at this, you bring up the fact that these retirement plans are fairly new. It was really the urbanization of uh, taking it into an urban area of America that created this. We were in rural areas. I know even for my family, it was this way. I was raised in a very small town in Southern Utah. When you're in a rural environment, families just kind of take care of each other. I mean, I think every girl in my high school was probably related to me at some point. Well, it makes it hard for dating. Obviously, you got to go out of town to be able to find somebody to marry. But from a take care of side, I will tell you, when my parents both passed away, if something in the community happened from a medical side, that whole community jumped in and they took care of everything and they made things happen. Well, as we get into a more urban situation, we don't have nearly as many family members around, maybe no family members around, and that changes. And then we get into this situation that you talk about with the returns, and far too many people focus on average rate of return. That's another thing that I see a lot of mistakes with. During your working years, that's fine. You can get those average rates of returns. The markets go up, they go down, you let that money grow. But as you get to this point that Joel's talking about where you're saying, look, I'm ready to retire. I'm ready to throw in this towel and go into 20, 30, maybe 40 years of self-imposed unemployment. I'm ready to go there. Well, if that market starts dropping like we're seeing now, it can become very problematic if you're going to have to start taking money out. Now you're at that point where you're going to lock those losses in. You mentioned that you guys have taken a focus on income and focusing on that. Are there some products or things out there that help you do that? Is there a structure that you can put in in your planning that will help you do that for people so you don't have these endless phone calls that many of the brokerage houses would be getting right now? Yeah, a really good point to you. you know, the the long-term nature of the stock market, like you mentioned, it that takes care of itself, right? So we have, uh, you know, one of our basic philosophies is we're very pessimistic short-term on the stock market, but optimistic long-term, you know, because all that volatility and the sequence of return problems and, you know, not having enough income for, you know, today's groceries or today's gas bill all happens in the short term. So, you know, we have to take those measures of planning, like you're saying, to alleviate that problem in the short term, because we know if we can get through those you know, periods of volatility and kind of unrest, then the long term takes care of itself in the stock market. So we still need assets to grow long term. But to your point, you just look at Social Security alone. They just came out with the trustee report not that long ago. And basically because of uh, you know, coronavirus and people not paying into the system uh, like they had planned on, the, the year that the trust fund runs out of money went from 2034 to 2033. And right in that report, they tell us that they can only meet, all things being equal, they can only meet 75% of that number they give you on that social security projection if nothing changes between now and then. So, you know, what do you do? Can you live off, everyone's planning on 75% or 100% of their social security. All of a sudden now you're gonna, you're gonna get 75% of it. You're supposed to just buy 25% less groceries. You can't do that. We can't expect people to do that. That's not a good answer. So, you know, to your point, that's where annuities might come into the picture, right? Or structuring your portfolio properly going forward, you know, making sure that it's producing some kind of income regardless of the ups and downs of, of what the market's doing at the time. But, you know, when we look back at pension plans disappearing, the easiest, most expedient way to replace that money is to use insurance companies to offload that risk or to produce that monthly guaranteed income. And, and I think just a simple thing like that, wow, I might be 25% short on my 
uh, Social Security come, you know, age 65 and I'm 58 years old today, well, why not set aside an amount of money in an annuity that would pick up a guaranteed payment of that 25% when you kick on Social Security? Guess what? If they fix Social Security, it's a massive benefit. You've got this safe pot of, of money that you can just do anything you want to with at the time. Or if they don't fix it and you've got this 25% shortfall, you already took care of it. You just turn on the annuity and it, you go on as normal and you don't have the problems that people who don't make these plans in income planning will have You know, once the government decides that they're not going to pay us what they promised they, they were going to pay. And we have more issues than just the stock market. That's another thing, too, I think we need to talk about. And, and as we talk about annuities, I would recommend anyone to revisit them. I know there are people out there that may have a bad taste in their mouth. Maybe they got a very expensive uh, variable annuity that they'd bought years ago that didn't work. These things have changed substantially and are working very well to solve the risk because there's a couple of other issues out there, too. You mentioned, Joel, these pension plans are going away. Well, up until we had coronavirus period, these last couple of years, now this is going to sound maybe contradictory to what you would expect, these pension funds, 90% of them were underfunded and they were about 67%. Well, now they're over 80. Well, it's because the stock market's done so well over the last two years, but I don't think there's any of us that think that stock market's going to stay that way. So there's a false sense of hope that, oh, my pension plan's getting back where it needs to be. It's going to be well-funded. It's going to be fine. Well, if we have a, a drop like many of us expect over the next uh, little while, those are going to go back down. We're going to still have the 90% that are, that are underfunded. They're going to be back to 67%, and we've got an issue. We've also got that inflation issue. We've got these bank accounts, and another reason you say, hey, I want to protect my money. I'll put it in the bank account. And you and I have got to know, you know hundreds of people that did that. We've talked to people all over the country that did that. But then we get hit with 7% inflation on a bank account that's making less than a quarter percent. We just lost huge spending power. And so I, I think you're right, Joel, as you look at what's out there in the planning you're doing, there's so many things that can be done to deal with all of this. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think the, the first thing you do is take that, that volatility risk off the table. And once you do that, it takes so much pressure off your stock market portfolio because you can get through those times without having to withdraw money out of a you know out of a stock market portfolio that just lost 15 20 25 30 percent and that's the major formula for running out of money in retirement is having to pull living expenses out of the portfolio that just lost 20 25 percent as great as compounding is on the upside of that it works on the downside too so you're compounding that problem in a negative way and making your situation that much worse so if you take that risk off the table by using some of these tools in an appropriate manner, like an annuity or you know maybe even cash value life insurance, and I know you know Dave Ramsey gives that a very bad name, you know probably both of them or Susie Orman, but they're not looking at the entire picture, and I think we haven't even talked really about tax planning as a major factor in in all of this and what problems that's going to you know, kind of uh, bring into the picture in five to ten years, and I know you are familiar with that US debt clock, if you pull that up, and you just see the, the speed of that thing turning over, and our total debt is what, 29 trillion now, or, or right in that neighborhood. When I lived in Puerto Rico, I just used that for my fan to keep me cool during the summertime. You know, I think fast. That's, it was a great use because it spins fast enough. But what I like to do is, you can actually click forward on the projection, and you know, if you look at 2026 right now, they're actually projecting our debt to be $52 trillion in 2026. 
and then you go out all the way to, to I think 2029 is projected to be 81 trillion dollars. Well, you know, you and I have done the math on this plenty of times. Current tax rates and income to the government and the promises the government's made at 63 trillion dollars or so, every penny coming in to the treasury, it just goes to pay interest on that debt. We've got major issues coming, you know, coming down the pike and if you're dependent on an asset that can wildly fluctuate in price and value and, and producing what you need to live off of, it's going to create major problems going forward. That, that guaranteed predictable income is really the only answer to that. It, it definitely will. And this is a couple of things I'd like to mention as we wrap things up, just so people are aware of it. When we're talking about these annuities, we're looking at uh, indexed annuities that have a floor in them, that we're not going to allow those to drop to where if the mark goes down 40% and you have 100,000, you still have 100,000. The other thing is, remember, we're, we're putting miscellaneous products and, and tools into here. We would never come in here on a show like this and say, hey, move all of your money into an annuity tomorrow. That's your best option. You need to get out of the stock market. No. You know, maybe it's only the bond portion. Uh, we have principal protection calculators based upon your age that we would use. We do that as part of an overall plan, and that's what I love working with Joel and Colin, is it's not just a plan. It's an education experience. I mean, the amount of time that you guys spend to truly help people understand all these risks and what the retirement looks like, and then put a plan in that says, look, we're not just gonna get you here, we're gonna get you through this. We're gonna show you what happens if things go south a little bit, if things start falling apart, uh, maybe where they shouldn't be. We've got a long-term carry event, the market stays down a little longer than we've expected it to. You guys are looking at all of that, and really what your, your goal is is to put that together. So with that, Joel, fortunately we've got to wrap up our time here, but thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Oh, I love it. I always love our conversations, and it's just, uh, I think it's really important to get this information out to people, so the more avenues we use, the better. This has been our show. If you'd like to learn more about what you can do to get to a safe and secure retirement, go to our website at retirementriskadvisors.com. If you would like to learn some strategies, learn some information from additional interviews, join us next week where we'll be talking to others about how we can reduce the risk facing your retirement. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Risk Show. Join us next week for more details on how you can better reduce the risks facing your retirement.